Welcome back to Basketball is Religion with the Gons and Big Matt. In today's episode, we continue to discuss the first round of the 2023 NBA playoffs. We talk Lakers-Grizzlies, a little Warriors-Kings, the Bucks shocking upset to the Heat, if Jimmy Butler is currently the best player in the world, Knicks-Cavs, and previewing the next round's matchups in the Suns versus the Nuggets and Knicks versus the Heat. Let's get into it. Gons, how have you been? Good, man. Just getting through the week. Everyday struggles when you have a baby. Kids sick. Everyone else gets sick. I'm finally on the other end of it. Um, I think last time we pod, I was really sick, and now I'm like 90%. So um, just happy to be healthy and um, watching some basketball. Yeah, you gutted that last podcast out. I was really surprised you recorded because you were pretty sick. So you know, kudos to you for, for gutting that one out. So as far as, you know, it's it's been almost a year now with your son. How, how many months? How old, how old is he? So I should know. March 15th, April 15th. So he's going to be about 14. He's going to be 14 months in like 18 days. All right. So the first thirteen years of his life, give us give, give the dads of the who of the people listening to this podcast, give the dads a piece of advice. I mean, the first thirteen months is just it's unpredictable, man. It's it's fun. Um, I'm getting to the very beginning stages of the screaming um, that he knows behaviorally now because he's fourteen months, so he's starting to get the like screaming of like, and that's like faking to a sense, right? It's like. Um, so we're, we're having a t- difficult time trying to like, we don't want him to scream, but we can't give him what he wants when he screams. So it's a fine line. It's the discipline, right? It's like you want him to shut up, but then like, you don't want to encourage that behavior that'll exactly. get him what he wants. So got to let him scream and tell him no. And then eventually he gets quiet, but he'll full on go scream mode for like 30 seconds. Um, and then if you, as a test, like if I give him what he wants, he'll just stop on a, on spot. So, you know, they're not legit screams, but it sounds like someone's like murdering him the way he's screaming. <laughs> let's, let's move on. All right. We had games four and five now for a lot of the series. A lot of the series are over. Some of the series are still going on. Um, we're recording here Thursday during the NFL draft and when the Celtics and Hawks are now currently in Game 5 in Atlanta. Ice Trey Young had a, had himself a fourth quarter in Boston. Boston screwed up. They had a ten, over a 10-point lead in that fourth quarter. Ended up losing on a Trey Young 30-footer. Reminded me of that Dame shot. So kudos to Trey. We'll see if Atlanta can extend that series to a Game 7. And a series that was not extended. Um, let's, I guess, Gons, do you want to start with the with the Bucks or do you want to start off with the Lakers? I'll let you pick. Um, That's talk about the Lakers okay the Lakers had a 3-1 lead uh, going back to Memphis they won both games in LA uh, at crypto.com arena I went to game three electric crowd absolutely electric crowd it's good to have a full crowd back in LA uh, to witness uh, LeBron James led basketball team it's it's a great feeling but game five the um, the Grizzlies were able to pull it off they had a 26 to 2 run to end the third quarter and pretty much just dribbled the ball out the entire fourth quarter even though the Lakers tried to mount a slight comeback but that was thwarted. They got down to about 14 points and couldn't recover from there. The uh, the Grizzlies end up winning that game fairly easily. And now we're going to a game six tomorrow in Crypto.com Arena. Gons, what was your reaction to last night's game? 
I, I think I called it and I said they were going to lose. I'm not surprised. Memphis is a really good team, number one. They're number two seed, number two. And number three is they have players that are very good role players that play exceptionally well, like Tillman, <coughs> like Kennard, even though he had six points, <coughs> uh, like Roddy, um, that just play well at home. So with all that, um, I'm not surprised. Was it more of the, like the like the game five? Like the, were the do you think the Lakers were not taking that as seriously because it was really just AD finally bounced back and had a great game, but his teammates, including LeBron James, just just didn't just didn't have it last night. So do you attribute that as more like okay, we have kind of three games to win one game, we'll kind of relax more in game five, or is there something tactically that you saw from Memphis last night that they could exploit the rest of the series? It's not it's not a matter of exploiting. They're just so evenly matched that it's a fact that role players play better at home and especially on the Grizzlies. So they're a better team when they're in Memphis. Fact. Now, the the sad part is that doesn't for them, it doesn't translate over to when they play in LA, right? And the LA players tend to step up more when they play in LA. It's the opposite effect where some of our role players step it up. So it's almost a matter of role players against role players because you should say that we have more star power than them, but I don't think so. I think the star power is about the same with the way AD has been playing with, with Morant kind of being the, the leader. You got LeBron, AD, and then, you know, I would put right there, Bane. So it's... It's 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 all about the role players, Matt. Really, and they play better at home. So, LA should win this this next game, unless they choke. Something happens, which we've seen. Right, it's been tendencies of the Lakers. But if they don't win this next game, good luck in Memphis. So it's a must-win situation. How how concerned are you as a Lakers fan uh, that they could pull this off in Game Six? Are you more a lot of concerned or not very? Like you think they're just they're going to close this out? Are you going to bet that? I, I mean, I would, yes, because I just think they're a better team. They're better than Memphis at home, but not by a lot, Matt. Not by a lot. So do I think they're going to convincingly win? No. Do I think they're going to win by five, six points? Yes, they should. Now, can they win by more than that? Sure, depending on what happens. You know, is Morant fall on his head hurt? That's a big factor, right? Is Bane, is all of a sudden, does Bane get cold? You know? Does Roddy end up scoring crazy points like like he did that one game? I mean, does Jaron Jackson get in foul trouble? There's a lot of uncontrollable, uncontrollable variables here, Matt. But yes, Lakers are better at home. This is their chance to win. They have to win. If they do not win, they can still win in Memphis, but it'd be equivalent to Memphis winning in LA. It's not in their odds. Lakers are favored by four and a half points. Is that too much? No, that I just said five. Like that's okay. Okay, five. I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, four I mean, four and a half Lakers. Um, did, did, does Memphis, has Memphis shown you more um, the, these past five games than you expected them going into the series? I will say yeah to that, man. Because I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I didn't sit around and watch Memphis Grizzly games unless they played LA teams. So now that I'm watching them, um, I kudos to Bane. Like, dude's a baller. Like. He can get hot and really hot quickly. He's like a a better Lou Williams because I guess he's a starter. But Lou, I would say players like Jamal Crawford and Lou Williams who could score 15, 20 points in a row. This is a guy that can score 15, 20 points in a row. 
And besides John Morant, and I don't, I, I mean, can anyone on the Lakers score 15, 20 points in a row? Maybe, maybe, but Bane can do it convincingly and easily. So I'm um, impressed with Bane. I didn't know how much of a beast Jared Jackson was, Matt, to be honest with you. This guy, like, you have to alter your shot off the backboard or it's getting blocked. I'm not surprised. Dylan Brooks is trash. Like, I haven't been impressed with him at all. Um, Luke Kennard, I'm there's he's not staying on Memphis, and I'll tell you why. They are not looking for him. He he gets limited minutes when they need to space out the the floor and give Morant one on one situations. But you could utilize this guy so much. He did so much with the Clippers in terms of getting shots. He's only getting one or two attempts a game. It's it's a shame. I would take okay, come to the Lakers, Kennard. I'll take you happily. Um, but yeah, th- those are like my big players that I've noticed that I didn't, I could say I didn't know as much about until I watched this series. So definitely impressed with those players and not impressed with Brooks. And I just feel sad for um, Kennard because I think he's capable much more. You had talked in previous podcasts about shortening rotations come playoff time, right? But you're also on the Lonnie Walker bandwagon. Like I see a lot of Laker fans are on Twitter. Like I'll agree with all of the like Laker fans now. Malik Beasley, after missing like three straight wide open threes, he's out, out of the lineup. Get him out of there. So if you're the Lakers, do you add? Do you give Lonnie Walker's minutes, or do you give Malik Beasley's minutes to Lonnie Walker, or do you shorten the rotation and have the Lakers go maybe eight nine deep with Wendell maybe playing 10, five ten minutes? I want to remind you when we had a podcast about a month ago and I just trashed Malik Beasley and you talked so highly of Mr. Beasley. Um, he He's trash. I like Lonnie Walker. I've liked Lonnie Walker all season. I liked him before he played in the preseason. What Lonnie Walker gives you, Matt, is athleticism. Defense athleticism. I, I Do you believe that there is a better defender that could guard John Morant and Lonnie Walker. Oh, Vanderbilt easily, but that's not in the rotation. Vanderbilt and, and, and Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt's a big. Vanderbilt's like a a big that could guard guard. He there no way. I, I mean, I I disagree with you respectively. Respectfully, I think Lonnie Walker would be a nightmare matchup for Morant. I think it's worth having him on him for a couple possessions. But if you're gonna play Lonnie Walker, he can score. He can get hot. When they put him in for those garbage minutes, he got one shot. Like it was a sympathy shot, pretty much. It was like the end. Let him get the opportunity to score. He was putting up 15 points a game at one point. At this point, Matt, who no one else is scoring for the Lakers. It's 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 Reeves. It's LeBron. It's Davis. And everyone else is kind of a wild card. Give Lonnie Walker a chance. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, sure. Put him in for Beasley. Give him the ball, and I bet you'll see a hell of a difference. But would you rather have a shortened rotation or just give Beasley's minutes to Lonnie Walker? Because if you're giving, if you're doing that, you're still running a nine ten man rotation. Which you know, to, to harp back on what you had said before, you need to shorten your rotation come playoff time. Which I agree. So that's just been the conversation around Laker Twitter this uh, this morning was whether you put Lonnie Walker in or do you want to shorten the rotation, give more minutes to Rui to Schroeder to potentially Troy Brown Jr. Like, do you do that? Or do you try to insert Lonnie Walker into that lineup and expand your 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 um, rotation? First of all, Schroeder's been trash. Um, Troy Brown's trash. Um, 
Who who did you just name off right now? Because if you're gonna go with your with your top eight, it's their it's the starting lineup. You have um, D'Lo, Reeves, LeBron, Vanderbilt, Anthony Davis. That's their starting okay. five. All all deserving players right there. Good. Now right, then you have then you have Hachimura, then you have Schroeder. That's seven yes. deserving players. And then deserving. and then now you're looking at Crash. like a Troy Brown Jr. So you'd rather have Lonnie Walker Crash. over Troy Brown Jr. at this point. Essentially, because if you're looking at yes, an eight yes, man rotation, Torbjorn Jr. hasn't done much to impress me. Not he hasn't done much, and uh, Schroeder's been a turnover machine. Like I, I think we saw it when the Lakers won, but I mean almost didn't win because he's a turnover machine. He plays hard. I'll give him that. Um, but offensively, he's just been he's been nowhere. He's been missing. So, but the Lakers are not going to do this because. Darvin Ham's not going to admit that he was wrong. He's not going to not play a guy to all of a sudden give him a bunch of minutes and be like, oh, I forgot about this guy. He was on the bench. So that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is he's just going to take Malik Beasley's minutes and he's going to have a limited amount of time to show that he deserves to play next series. Um, that's that's essentially what's going to happen. They're not Darvin Ham's not going to admit his fault and just start playing him. Absolutely. Yeah, not. It's, it, for me with Beasley, it was... We we need him this we needed him this series before he turned into trash, um, but he we need him more for the next couple series going on because if you if you cook confidence now then you just really have lost it for the playoffs. But like to answer my own question, I think you shorten the rotation. Um, Lonnie, I, he, I I think if you were going to experiment with him, you would have done it yesterday. Yes, you put him in for like garbage time, but that's pretty much it. Shorten the rotation, have LeBron and AD both play forty two minutes, and then we'll go from there. So with this Lakers Grizzlies, now it's going three two going back to Memphis. There's another three two going back to Golden State. The Warriors finally beat Sacramento in Sacramento um, in Game Five. Um, De'Aaron Fox was hampered by that uh, by that finger, the broken finger on his shooting hand, and the the uh, the Warriors were able to pull that one out. Uh, do you think the Warriors close out on Friday? Absolutely, one hundred percent, yes. Without a healthy De'Aaron Fox, they're done. Like I feel bad for for Sacramento, right? Like they had their they, they won the first two games of the series. The vibes are immaculate. Um, you know they they had they had a chance to win Game Three. Um, Chad had a chance to win Game Four, but then you know it kind of all just fell apart from there. Like I I guess you know. So with Sacramento, there's no real question. It's just I'm, I'm I'm sad that they they had to go through this, or they, they I'm sad De'Aaron Fox had to get injured, the clutch the, the clutch player of the year. But yeah, the Golden State Warriors will win that series. Let's move on to oh man, the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks. They're the number one, the best um, record wise in the NBA this season. The Bucks uh, were defeated by the Miami Heat in Game Five um, in overtime. Jimmy buckets went Jimmy buckets again. Um, I'll have another question about Jimmy Buckets later, but with with Milwaukee, talk about that game last night. Like I, I saw the end of that one. They had another ten point lead in the fourth, lost it to Jimmy Buckets there. What are your thoughts on this Milwaukee Heat series? I I, I mean, you can't not talk about the shot to go to overtime. Like, what was that? How how do you even make that? Like you're falling down, you catch the ball with one hand and just gonna throw it up there. Um, Jimmy Butler, man, any doubters, he just he shut him up. Like, this guy is taking over, and he's got so much momentum now that it didn't matter that Giannis came back. I think the yeah, fact Gian- that Giannis yeah. was 
Yeah, the fact that Giannis was out was a killer. Because by the time he came back, Jimmy Buckets is already gone. So with the momentum Jimmy Buckets has, I'm scared for the Knicks, man. I love the Knicks, but oh, this man is we'll, playing out we'll of his mind. We'll get to that preview in a second. We'll get to that preview in a second. But as far as I, I guess my first question would be Giannis... I, I this was this happened I think the year they were in the bubble before they won the championship. Giannis was very you know differential to his coach. If the coach, I'll, I'll do whatever the coach says. You know, if he wants me to guard this person, he wants me to guard this person. Should Giannis have been more forceful with Coach Bud to guard Jimmy Butler down the stretch because he was he was slicing up um, Drew Holiday and Drew Holiday is a top defender in this league, but he was slicing him up like crazy. Do you think Giannis should have been more forceful to guard Jimmy Butler down the stretch? I don't think so. I think it puts him in more foul liability and they need his offense. We saw what happened when he didn't play. Um, and I don't think Giannis is that type of player. So I don't think that'll ever happen. Like that's just not him. He's not going to, he's going to listen to his coach, which is a, a, a coach's dream. So, I don't think that situation would ever happen, even if he wanted to. Um, he's not that guy. To stay with Giannis, in the post-game press conference, uh, someone asked him if the season was a failure, You know, being the number one seed, being having the best record in the league. Um, was this a failure of a season? Um, Giannis was exasperated and said that, um, this wasn't a failure if you work hard. Like I can't, I don't remember the exact quote, but did you see that um, press conference cons with Giannis and the whole failure thing? I did not. What uh, What did he say? Okay, we'll we'll circle back on that then because it was a more philosophical thing of um of even if you're the number one seed, like if if you don't win, I guess let's let, let's go here. If you don't win the championship in a season, is your season considered a failure? Not necessarily, no. I mean, as long as you learn and get better, like at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what Giannis said. But then there was debate back and forth of, you know, this is like a, this is this is a sport at the end of the day. Um, you're judged by if you if you're the last one standing or not. So that's, a, that's essentially what Giannis said. Like, even if you don't win at all, you still you still have growth within yourself and the team. And it's not necessarily a failure. So let's move on from Giannis. Jimmy buckets jimmy butler he showed out he that last play of the game that you talked about earlier coach coach bolstra filipino pride coach eric bolstra drew up a play for somebody else or a a different type of play for for that last second shot to go into overtime but jimmy butler looked at them and says i'm that guy give it to me i am that guy um and he did prove to be that guy he got the lob from got the pass from i think it was max struce was able to get him underneath the basket he was almost vertical when he shot that shot, he was just crazy making, you know, shots after shot over Drew Holiday, over Giannis, one of the best defensive teams in the league. He just proved why he is now. I think Jimmy Butler right now is currently in the playoffs, the best player in the NBA. Am I wrong or am I right? Jimmy Butler is the best player in the NBA. Playoff Jimmy Butler, the what he proved against that Milwaukee team this past series. Who's a better player right now than Jimmy Butler? I would argue John Morant. John Morant doesn't have a midi. John Morant's defense, they they were hunting John Morant. You're not hunting Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler can give you buckets all over the all over the the court. John Morant can give you buckets if it's a wide open three or if it's right o- right around the rim. That's 
BS if you watched the game yesterday. John Morant will fly over two guys to get a dunk. Then he'll p- pull up and make a three. Then he'll make a runner. Then he'll go in, alter his shot, change hands, uh, pause, and make a layup. Like, that guy is... He's he's straight offense. I, there's no way you're saying Jimmy Butler is the better. Wait, wait, you, you, you're you're arguing that John Morant is better than Jimmy Butler right now. You're you're arguing that John Morant's better than Jimmy Butler right now. I'm saying right now, John Morant is playing out of his mind, and Jimmy Butler is also playing out of his mind. But I'm giving you a comp that I think is comparable. I don't think it's flat-handed. Jimmy Butler is right now the face of the NBA. No one can. No, nobody's doing anything like he's doing. I think John Morant, as we're seeing, is pretty much and with a broke with a hurt hand, not a broken hand, but he's destroying the Lakers. And the Lakers are throwing double teams on him and all kinds of stuff at him, and he's still destroying the Lakers. Well, he was he was one of six game five from three. I think those three have to be absolutely wide open. Okay, let's look at Jimmy Butler's stats for, for every game. Yeah, d- let's sure. Look, at, Jimmy look, look at his stats from yeah, two these really, last five games. Two really high good scoring games. Look well, at what his stats the, other the entire series. You, you look at his stats. I'm not even going to have to look at them because I know they were amazing. Right now, he outplayed Giannis. Embiid was falling all, all over the place, and and Jokic had an okay series. Yeah, agree, agree, agree. Yeah, so like as far as the top, but John Morant is a deciding factor that is leading his team not only with points, with stupid no look passes that are out of okay. your mind. Assists. John Morant, that when, when John Morant was in in the playoffs, how many games have they won? When he was starting, he he's won yeah, one that's game. That's not the question you asked. That's not the yes. question you asked. Who is the best player? If there's anyone comparable. To right now playing really, really good as Jimmy I, Butler. I asked who is the best player. Is who is the best player of the NBA right now? Okay, I, 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 I can say that Jimmy Butler could be okay. yes, but I can say John Morant should be in the conversation. I don't think so. Not right now. Jimmy Butler gave it to Milwaukee. That was against Drew Holiday, who's probably the he best did. perimeter defender. Yeah. But has John not been giving it to the Lakers? Yeah, so the tune of one game that he started, that what he was in. The, the other game that he won, that was he was on the bench. He was he was just too hurt to play. All right, let, let yeah. Let's I mean, you can talk about being hurt in minutes, but the impact. Okay, I'm talking about the impact one player is having on the game. In in the first series, it's only one series. Yes, they played one team. They played one team. Yes, I believe Jimmy Butler is four and one, and Jim and John Morant is one and three. That's the impact right there. If you're looking at just straight what's what's going on, Jimmy Buckets, that guy was defensively, offensively. Honestly, play, Jan, the, 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 the former MVP didn't play a couple games. Former MVP didn't play a couple games. Yeah, plus you have, he was giving it to, again, Drew Holiday. He, on a pedestal for perimeter defense, that guy's insane. But let, let, let's, let's move on. We got to get to some other stuff. Outside of the others, oh yeah, the Knicks. The New York Knicks finally made it past the Cleveland Cavaliers. You were right, I was wrong with regards to that series. I thought Cleveland had enough firepower with Donovan Mitchell to show the Knicks that, hey, they should have traded for me in the offseason. But that was not the case. Um, Jalen Brunson just absolutely destroyed Mitchell, and it showed that the Cavs are missing wing defenders. They might have interior defenders, but they don't have any good wing or perimeter defenders. Gons, what were your thoughts on the Knicks beating the Cavs in five? I I thought the Knicks would win. They did win. I was surprised. I thought Cleveland would have played better. Um, but man, the Knicks are bad. Um, 
I'm just excited to see what they do in the next round. I think the city's electrified. I, I you know, I is it uh there's just I'm worried about Julius Randle being hurt for next series, but if you're talking about the Cavs, um I, I was impressed by the Knicks. I was disappointed by the Cavs. I thought it would be better series. No, for sure. Like Garland and Mitchell backcourt. Yeah, I thought they would be giving um, Hart and Brunson fix, but that was not the case. So with the Knicks moving on and also the Heat moving on, excuse me, game one in the in the garden. Knicks versus Heat. You have those late 90s battles. Alonzo Mourning versus Larry Johnson. Patrick Ewing. Oh, man. Allen Houston, P.J. Brown. You can go back and forth as far as the classic Heat versus Knicks um series in the late 90s it was fun to watch when we were growing up so we're going to have that again with the knicks taking on the heat so gons while i look up the odds here what are your initial thoughts of this series um who do you think he's going to win i'm sticking with the knicks i'm taking the knicks i think they got too much i think they got a lot of weapons and i think they're scrappy and i think that's going to be the one thing that i don't think milwaukee was i don't think milwaukee was scrappy enough Right, they had slim, scrappy players, but um, I again, I just like the combination of Brunson and Hart, um, even Hartenstein. I love Obi, Obi Toppin's energy. If Julius Randon, he should be back by then, and RJ Barrett's been playing solid, averaging about twenty. I like this Nick. They're all scrappy, Matt. They're all scrappy, die for loose ball, electrify the Garden players. And they are. This series is going to be fun because it's going to be so aggressive, and there's going to be a lot of physical play. And I am excited. It makes me think of Alonzo and you. It, the, those Miami Heat fights. You know what I mean? Like, this is what it brings me to. And I hope the refs let him play. I really do. As far as the odds goes, uh, the Knicks are favored minus one forty-five. The Heat are at a plus one twenty. I thought those odds would be a little bit more, you know, spread out. I think I thought the Knicks would be, you know, minus one seventy-five. But the Heat with Jimmy Butler, like I said, he's the best player in the league. So I guess I, I guess those odds kind of do make sense. So you're picking the you're picking the Knicks in how many games? I think this is gonna go seven, man. I'm gonna say seven game series. Wow, that's gonna be classic if that if that's the case. Let's move on to the Suns versus the Nuggets. The Nuggets were able to dispatch uh, Minnesota. Unfortunately, Anthony Edwards did. Uh, he kind of threw a chair or hit a chair and it hit a hit a lady, um, and it was charged for a third degree assault battery. Hopefully, he gets out of that one or is able to to not face any jail time there. But we have the Nuggets versus the Suns. The Suns were able to destroy the. Um, the the Clippers without Paul George and being without Kawhi, who was who had a torn ACL. Gons, what are your thoughts on the Nuggets versus the Suns? Bro, like, why doesn't anyone want to watch the Nuggets? Like, low key, Charles said this maybe like eight months ago. Was it a year ago? And for me, like, man, that's the one series I don't want to watch. Like, I didn't watch one Nuggets game. I don't know why. I have like I feel like they're just boring, dude, or like they're the Utah Jazz. Like, I have no desire to watch the Nuggets. I don't understand why. Um, but watching from an outsider, I may watch just because I want to see Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns lose, and I think this would be the team to bring it to them because it's the Nuggets' time, man. Like realistically, the Nuggets deserve this. They they've proved that they could play without a healthy Jamal Murray. Now they got one. They're, they're, they got a built full team 
this is the year for the Nuggets. And I don't, again, we talked about this, the minutes that Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker are logging are going to get to him eventually. So um, especially when they're playing in Denver, yeah, I see Denver taking this in six. I think that's fair. That would be my 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 bet right there, Denver in six. Like before this, the playoff started. Did you, did you have the Knicks or did you have the Knicks? Did you have the Nuggets beating the the Suns or the other way around before the playoff started? That's a good question, Matt. Um, I think I had them both very high. I think what's what's been evident to me watching the Suns so much is just the minutes that they're putting on these guys, and then like we talked about, the lack of depth. That's why it's it's convincing to me that I don't think they got a chance. I, mean, I don't think they have a chance. Um, do, they don't have a chance See, with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. They don't have a chance. There's not mainly against Denver. Just because... this, not against Denver. This is the one matchup that that I don't think I don't I don't think any I don't think many people could beat Denver, Matt. I don't. Do you? I think I think an LA team can beat Denver if, if the Lakers do get there. Um, yeah, like, I don't see like, Ma- I don't see yeah, Memphis me beating Denver. Hopeful... I don't see the Warriors beating Denver, and I think you're right with the Suns. Plus, it's the elevation thing too. You have to worry about those guys playing heavy minutes, and then they're playing at least the first, you know, games one, two, and five in elevation, where it's going the, the air is thinner, and you can't. It'd be tough for them to get through those those first those first three games. If they, imagine if they win one game. Uh, you know, playing in elevation. So I agree with you. It's going to be the the, the I, I I had predicted the Suns before the series started, but then looking at that, they couldn't close out that Clippers team um, convincingly. You know, with the and convincingly, it was just crazy how how much how the, how much they had to play their superstars in order to beat the Kawhi and Paul George's Clippers at the end there. So I think I'm going to agree with you. Um, it's different than what I said earlier in the season and earlier because I thought the the Suns would be able to beat the Clippers fairly easily, but I'm going to pick the the Nuggets. Nuggets and six sounds about right to me. Um, the, that elevation is definitely going to get to to Phoenix. So right now, as we as we end our pod today, we have the let's see the Celtics are up by two um, in the second quarter against the Hawks. Um, I think the Celtics are going to get past that one. So I don't think we're going to pod until a little bit late, early next week. So let's just say the Celtics are going to win this one. Celtics versus Sixers before we leave today. Who do you have in that series? See, I'm going for Atlanta here. Um, I think the Celtics win, but not today. And then goes to game seven. It's game seven. Um, okay, good. I mean, that'd be fun. I'm not, again, not a Celtics again, fan, FTC. But, yeah, yeah, but I, I, that's what I'm, I'm going for the fun, right? And I, I just... Um, I, I do like what did Murray do to the referee? Can you clarify? Like I heard he put his hands on him. Do you know specifically what happened to get him suspended last game? At the end of game five, uh, Murray bumped into the referee. That's what caused him. Like, sorry, bumped, game four. Like he was trying to talk to him and then just kind of got like. Yeah, lost he was balance. talking to him fairly close, and then when he went to leave, he bumped him a little bit. Kind of like one of the like, it's one of those silly bumps he really shouldn't have done. It's more of just to because he's I don't know it's kind of those weird things he he meant to do it so there's no fight there but yeah it was kind of stupid for him to do it he did it but then the Hawks end up winning so but it was justified that he got suspended let's just say that okay um 
Yeah, I mean, I think Atlanta could win here because they're at home. But I think Boston will destroy them at game seven. But I do agree with you that Boston will win. So you're saying Sixers with Celtics. That's going to be a great matchup. I'm rooting for Philadelphia there. Um, I think they're going to have a hard time against Embiid. Wait, so you're rooting against against Celtics? Of course, me too. But as far as objectively, who do you think wins that series? I, I just think they have a trouble matching up against Embiid. I think Embiid's really gonna, really gonna take it to another level here against them. I mean, who's their big on Boston? Like, is it, it's Al. Horford, yeah, Robert right? Williams. Robert, Robert Williams, Williams and Al Horford. Yeah. I, Embiid's gonna eat him alive, man. He's gonna eat him alive. I think Harden will do just enough um, to help him out. Again, I, I just don't see Celtics at the finish line. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, if the Celtics are going to win it this year, Milwaukee was the one they kind of feared going into the playoffs, but now they're out. So I I, I, th- I want I want to see the Embiid series where he just absolutely kicks butt like like a Shaq in the early 2000s, like one of those type of series. I hope that does happen and all that. So, um, ah, man, I, I'm fortunately going to have to pick the Celtics because it's more of the wing defense for me. Um, with, with, with the Sixers, they have Tobias Harris and no one really to guard. Um, Tatum or Brown, I think those guys are going to go off. But again, I hope that doesn't happen. But just looking at it, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and Time Ward and Robert Williams, I think he's a fairly decent defender. He'll do he'll do his job against Embiid. But of course, Embiid has to be Shaq this series. Hey, All so right, if, if yep. caveat, if Jalen Brown, if they do not win, does Jalen Brown go get the money? Does he chase the paper next year? And go for Max somewhere else, or does he take less and stay in Boston? From what I hear, is that he's gonna get and he's gonna be on one of the All NBA teams, most likely third team. That will something will trigger in his contract where he can get paid much, much more in Boston than he would elsewhere. Because usually, if he there was some clauses in his contract, if he didn't get a All All NBA team, that he could maybe be be paid like ten million more in Boston. At that point, you can kind of see him exploring because. Based off all these, these interviews and these post conferences, he doesn't like the city of Boston. Let's just be real, because we all know why. Um, but unfortunately, they're going to be paying him forty, fifty million dollars more than anyone else. Like, would you walk away from forty, fifty million dollars? Well, what I was heard or what I was told is that Houston could actually offer him the most money. So that's why I thought he would probably go there and chase the bag. But um, I guess if he makes third team NBA and gets that much, then that's the case. Like, like you kind of have to stay there. Like, as much as you'd probably go to Houston, you know, with Ime and maybe turn that Houston team around, like that would be fun to watch. But then, unfortunately, you can't you can't walk away from forty and fifty million dollars. So, Actually, if he makes no the way. third team NBA, he gets that much more. Yeah, there's a clause in his contract. I, next podcast, I could do a little bit more research, but that's what I heard as far as if he does make all NBA. Uh, one second, a first, second, or third time team, he'll get he'll trigger something in within his extension that he can get paid more than normally. I think it triggers the supermax. Well, the same thing that Tatum got something it would be he, they Boston would be, would be able to offer him something similar, and that will be it for us today. As I record this outro, the Celtics were able to close out the Hawks in Atlanta. Trey Young didn't have the magic in the fourth quarter tonight. So it'll be the Celtics versus the Sixers in the second round. All the second round matchups are decided except for the Lakers Grizzlies and Warriors Kings. I think both of those series are over tomorrow. 
The second round officially starts on Saturday with the Nuggets versus the Suns. The Heat beating the Bucks is the fifth time in history that an eighth seed has beat a one seed. The first one being in 1994, Denver Nuggets, led by Dikembe Mutombo, defeated the Seattle Supersonics. 90s kids will remember Mutombo hugging the ball at the end of Game 5. It was a best-of-five game series back then. The next came in 1999, when the Nuggets beat the Heat. This one wasn't as legitimate, because the 1999 season was only 50 games long because of a lockout. In 2007, the Golden State Warriors known as the We Believe Warriors, defeated the Dallas Mavericks, who were coming off losing in the NBA Finals to the Heat the year prior. In 2011, the Grit and Grind Grizzlies, uh, led by Marc Gasol, Zach Randolph, and Mike Conley, beat the San Antonio Spurs, led by Tim Duncan, uh, Tony Parker, and Manny Ginobili. Most of NBA fandom thought that the Spurs were finally done but they drafted Kawhi Leonard and extended their run more years into the early 2010s. Finally, in 2012, the Philadelphia 76ers, led by Andre Iguodala, defeated the Chicago Bulls after MVP Derrick Rose tore his ACL in Game 1. You know, as a 90s kid, I forget how the Sonics were favored to win that championship that season, uh, the first one since Michael Jordan's first retirement. They had 64 wins, uh, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, and Detlef Shrimp. But regardless, I still don't think they get past the Grizzlies that season anyways. Hakeem was just on another level, and he wouldn't be denied. Uh, the Nuggets um, were actually down 3-0 to zero against the Jazz the next round before coming back to even the series at 3-3 before losing in Game 7. Uh, the Jazz end up losing to the Rockets that year. Of course, the Rockets end up winning the championship. It's been over 10 years since that type of upset has happened. It's still surprising to see it happened to this actual Bucks team. A team who had won a championship looked absolutely shook in Game 5. Granted, Giannis was dealing with an injured back, but it's like that entire team was just locked up in that fourth quarter, including the coach. I think Mike Budenholzer gets fired in the offseason, and the Bucks go to Nick Nurse, who was just fired in Toronto. It's going to be an exciting next couple of days. We're back early next week with some reactions to the weekend games and maybe a preview for the final second round series that needs to be decided. Thank you for listening and for your support. Have a great weekend.